Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. So, how's Black Friday going for you? Walmart liked it. Wall Street liked it too. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Balance your life with dollar signs. Tune into Marketplace Money this weekend for a look at the issues affecting your wallet. Whether it's investing, renting an apartment, or sending your kid off to college, we'll help you navigate. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Friday, the 23rd of November. Glad to have you with us. I don't know if this is cheating or what, but before this day had even really begun, Walmart said it's had its best Black Friday ever. The country's biggest retailer got its holiday sales started last night, as you may have heard. Nearly 10 million transactions between 8 p.m. and midnight. They're still calculating today's tally, but coming through the checkout line so far have been almost 2 million towels. 250,000 bicycles, 1.3 million televisions. Of course, on their way in to buy all that, customers in some stores were met by protests, Walmart workers and community supporters asking for better wages, benefits, and working conditions. Our Wealth and Poverty reporter Chrissy Clark stopped by a store today to see if shoppers were paying any attention. Shoppers got an early start this morning at the Walmart in Duarte, California, near Los Angeles. What are you guys buying? I bought my daughter a basketball hoop some dolls and stuff. Toys for Christmas. Protesters got an early start, too. About 50 marched in front of the store. A dozen or so were Walmart workers, including 24-year-old William Fletcher. He had a candy cane hanging from his t-shirt. Yeah, a shopper gave it to me. Uh, she, you know, she, she was like, oh, here, you want a candy cane? It's too cold out here. Why are you here? <laughs> He's here, he says, because he thinks his company can afford to pay better wages. Like most Walmart workers, Fletcher works part-time, though he'd like to work more. And after four years at the company, he makes about $12,000 annually, goes to food banks and lives with his mom to save money. He hopes the protest today sends a message to the company and his customers. But he says he gets why people are shopping here today. He shops at Walmart, too. We're paid so little um, that in order to get by, I mean, if we're going to have any food that will last us a paycheck, we kind of have to shop here. And that's the dilemma for a lot of the shoppers I spoke to. Jesus Ponce works at a fast food restaurant and makes minimum wage. He was wheeling out a flat screen TV he just bought on special. He watched the protests for a while. I support them, but I, I struggle too, so. Joanna and Tony Yepes, she's a medical assistant, he's a landscaper, said they don't like what they've read about how Walmart treats its employees. It's bad. We shop here. But, you know, whatever's cheaper, I don't care, you know. A study released this week by the think tank Demos calculated that if large retailers like Walmart raised hourly pay so that employees working full-time made at least $25,000 a year and covered those costs by raising prices, customers would pay about 15 cents more per shopping trip. David Tovar is a spokesman for Walmart. We think that we um, have great career opportunities at Walmart and we have a lot to offer to our 1.3 million associates. He says that's why Walmart's turnover rate is lower than the industry average. I'm Chrissy Clark for Marketplace. A lot of people have the day off today, free to enlist leftovers into sandwich service or to get sucked into Black Friday shopping hype. There is no rest, though, for construction and cleanup workers in the Northeast still busy after Hurricane Sandy. Marketplace's Mark Garrison reports now from New York on what all those swinging hammers could add up to in terms of economic impact. 
With many of the storm's paths still suffering, it may seem early to talk about the repair effort boosting GDP, but the numbers are too big to ignore. The hurricane tore through expensive and well-insured real estate, so a lot of money will be spent rebuilding homes and businesses. It's just a broad array of areas that I think will ultimately result in about $125-150 billion over the course of two years. Bernard Baumol of Economic Outlook Group predicts that even after accounting for the losses for the hurricane, recovery impact will grow the economy by an extra half percent next year. It's going to lead to more employment as well, particularly in the construction field. Mesero Financial Chief Economist Diane Swank doesn't think the effect will be quite as big as he does, but she does expect it to be substantial. Another benefit is local governments get new money to make damaged roads good as new. Because it comes out of emergency funds, you do get improvements, net improvements to infrastructure. But there are longer-term costs. States may have to cut services or raise taxes. People may drain their savings to get by after the storm. Moody's Analytics housing economist Celia Chen points out another problem for homeowners. This does increase insurance costs because insurance companies are taking